Hi, I'm Lauren McNamee from Blush Girl Salon. Welcome back to the podcast. You might have noticed we've had a name change and here's why. After a little trial and error, some soul searching as to why I started the podcast and a few tweaks later, I'm happy to present to you Stylist Talk with a new industry focus aimed at supporting our industry we've renamed the podcast with what we thought was more appropriate to sum up the new direction stylist talk is for the ambitious driven creative stylist who is passionate about our industry get to know the people behind the salons and the brands we think you should know about find support among their stories hear what it took to get them where they are and their career experiences so far Let's get into it. My guest today is Maria Onali. I hope I've said that right. You can find her at Maria underscore Onali and you can find her two flawless salons at Salon Kin and at Salon Kaya. I'll tag everything in the description for you. I've been following Maria for a little while and I can see that she gives a lot to her salons and her team and she shares so much valuable information in our conversation. So please listen carefully. Maria and her salons are located in Sydney, so they're still currently in lockdown going on seven weeks and I'm sending all my love and strength to her and her team at this difficult time and I hope so much that they can resume trading soon. We started this conversation by discussing how she is feeling and I'm really inspired by her and her management team and what they're doing at such a difficult time for a salon owner. I'd like to mention this is our first interstate guest, which we recorded via Zoom. So it took me a little while to settle into this new way, uh, but there's there's a few little audio issues and a part of our conversation that was lost, but I'm, I'm sure that we will connect and chat again. So please make sure you listen to the end and catch Maria's answer to my final question. It's a true indication that she is here to lift the industry up higher and she blows me away with her mindset. I hope you enjoy Stylist Talk. Um, so I know that this is a really hard time for you. So thank you for coming on. Um, well. I, th- <laughs> I thought maybe we could get that, it out so. the way and just like, yeah. I guess, maybe just talk a little bit about how, how you're feeling right now and, yeah, I guess what your mindset is. Yeah, I mean... You guys just come out of a couple of days, didn't you? We did seven. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, I think everyone's – it's going to be someone always worse off than you. So I always think, like, not so bad. You know, like, mm. I think, you know, um, I don't know, it's just one of those things where I definitely have hard days. Like, there's days where I'm just, like, like I have big tears, like mm. big moments and, like, ugly crying and mm. um, then, you know – and then I um, have moments where I have lots of hope and I um, look forward to sort of seeing my team and spending time with them um, virtually. Um, and I think it's the planning. It's the looking forward to something. Like we, me and my, um, my team manager yesterday decided that we are going to, not that we haven't been organising training. We, we basically organised training uh, almost like a schedule from day dot. So um, I think this is week six and we've been organizing maybe two or three sessions a week for the team to jump on. Some still have TAFE. So they've got um, their, you know, they're doing their college, they're doing their apprenticeship. And so they yeah. have to log on for five, six hours a week. And they do that, which is keeping them busy. Um, but the others, like, you know, they're also in really different realms. Like there's, a, you know, a couple that are pregnant. Um, you know, there's a couple that have kids. So like some are really busy and there's some that live alone or some with their partner. And then, 
you know, they have to be, um, I, I just, I feel like this is the time, you know, in your leadership that it gets like really well tested and you have to find it within yourself to, you don't have to motivate them in a sense, but like, I think you have to give them that hope. Like, hey, it's okay, I'm here if you need anything. Um, and I think that those little bits of surprise, like the elements of surprise, I've posted little bits and pieces out to them, like with a note and some chocolates or um, you know, we we did a little um, drive around and dropped brekkie boxes off to them one day. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just to have them, just to to keep a conversation going. Like every week, mm. at least I um, call them on the phone and talk to them and say, you know, how's it going? And so most of the time, it's really short because mm. how <laughs> just know, checking in. <laughs> how many yeah, times how many can you talk about say, being at yeah. home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing? You know, how are you feeling your time? It's the same thing. Like I went for a walk this morning, baked banana bread. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, watching Sex and City. You know, it's like one of those things that you just go like. It's just but like it breaks constant. up your day it's, though. It's a pattern. It breaks yeah. up your day getting that, um, you know, little bit of communication, I think. Oh, so 100%. And I think yeah. like, you know, and then they, like, they answer the phone and they're like, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it's just really interesting. It's really nice. I think I've had a couple sort of come in. Um, I mean, my marketing manager is helping with online sales. We're doing color kits. So um, yeah, one from my team, um, you know, Dylan, who's been coming in a couple of times as well, organizing those and doing uh, consultation with clients. Um, my coordinator's been coming in doing all the you know just moving clients around not so much rebooking or anything like that but just like keeping keeping the conversation going yeah yeah with clients yeah there is a level of like you know you know staying with your kids and having that time and being present but there's also this level of like I should be doing something for my business I should be productive I should be like you know like restructuring I should be like putting in training plans (laughs) like yeah like you know, know that's essentially exactly. like, we're crazy I, yeah 100%. it's like actually like, can we yeah, just we like, can probably just, just chill for five <laughs> yeah we, we can 100 yeah. percent. like I, you know it's funny I turned my phone off for like a good five six hours the other day I was like why did I do this before like and mm. I just I did I, I mean I was having a bit of a moment like service yeah. New South Wales calls and you know we're discussing the business grant because we haven't seen any money yet and um mm you know, that's been really hard. And I just think like, I don't know. I just like, you just, you need to come away from like the world yeah. because you become this different person. Like, and as much as we can say, no, we're not different people. I think we are like me, you know, like having a bit of a meltdown to the, to the person on the other line who I don't even know, like, mm. that's not me, like in real yeah. time. And that know? feels so yuck, doesn't it? It does. And that's why I think I needed to shut off. I was just like, that's not okay to be like that to that person because I don't even know her and she's dealing with 200,000 applicants of, you know, mm. you know, doing all the things and she's probably heard my story a million times. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, um, yeah, we just have to be gentle, right? We have to be kind to ourselves and um, just know that this, you know, this too shall pass. But um, yeah. in the meantime, we can, we can, we can take five and soak it up as well. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Like I spoke to another salon owner and she's like, I'm not doing anything this time. I was so hard on myself last time. Um, I'm just taking mm. the break. And I was like, good, do that. I think we just have yeah. to, if we feel like we want to do that, then do that. If we feel like we want to be productive, then be productive. Like either way, yeah. it's just whatever you feel like doing. But I definitely think yeah. using a little bit of the time to like give ourselves some rest is... <laughs> 
a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Since we're talking about, I guess, like spending time with our family and everything, maybe we can talk about how um, you do navigate things because obviously you have two children. <laughs> so, yeah. and two salons. <laughs> so I think just some insight on how, like I'm interested how to know how you're doing that. Um, how does that work for you? Um, it looks like a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> I say this a lot, like, and it's no secret. Like you just, you have all the help, you outsource a lot. Um, you know, you rely on people a lot. And um, I don't, I'm, I, I used to get really guilty about it. Now I'm just like, you know what, this is what it looks like for me. And this is okay, you know, yeah. for um, my, for food to be on the table, for clothes to be on my family's back, like that's what it looks like. And, you know, I'm very lucky. My husband's really um, Mm -hmm. hands-on, you know, we're building a home. So he's not actually working at the moment. He's building our house. And um, uh, I'm working, not really. No, he's a plumber and a concreter. So he's, um, we decided to do own a builder and, um, you know, he's taken all that on and he's doing all that. And he's, you know, obviously hired, um, you know, carpenters and all that sort of stuff so that's what he's doing and like I mean for the first um at least two years of Andre's life um I went back to work five weeks after I had Andre because we had a long story short trading seven days in the shopping center and I just I I lost a senior and it was like a you know um she was a part-timer but she was like um cover those days that no one wanted to do like you know an alternative Sunday and a Monday and a Wednesday like the really quiet days but all the seniors came so like you know it's just one of those things that I just needed to I needed to go back um mm-hmm. and John was just like well don't worry I'll just, I'll just take care of him and he was very casual about it I was like do you know what to do because I don't even know what to do and I was like <laughs> it's so scary yeah and so you reckon like you just go you know like it was a it was a big blur like that newborn stage for my yeah. son the first one big blur like I was like I don't even well, how did I even do that I don't know like and I even like I remember snippets of like John coming through the shopping center with the pram screaming child <laughs> and now I'm just like there I whip him out of the pram stick him on my boob and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> I was just being like that and that's how it was done it was like mm. very minute like you know minute by minute you know like day by day one foot in front of the other you know and somehow we are here you know yeah um yeah. but yeah like it's not outsourcing you know my kids are you know um Andre's going to school obviously outside of lockdown he goes to school five days in year one and on and Clara's four days at um daycare um you know I've got all the managers I've got a marketing manager who manages brand communications um she does socials and advertising marketing all that yeah. and communications for clients as well and then I've got a team coordinator who um, basically does daily huddles she manages day-to-day she um, you know is the first point of contact for the team at kin this is all for kin um, and then I've got an education and um, and team manager who also does all the bridal bookings as well she emails she does orders um, and um, these so we only trade four days at Kin. So um, Sarah, who does educational bridal booking, she'll do two or three days, about 16 hours a week. And then, um, you know, Briley's full-time, she's the coordinator on the desk. And then um, Katie, she's 24 hours um, of a week. So she'll just do the three days. So, you know, I, I do have incredible leadership team. You've got a team big management manage. team. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, and you know what? Like, I think That's it's, so I think it's, it's, you sort of go, 
I mean, it's definitely taken off my bottom line. You know, you have to think that. You go, well, that costs money. Oh, I'm going to do that. It costs money. And it, it takes off the bottom line. But then what's the cost if I was to take that on board of the stress that I would yeah. you know, incur There's from no doing all those jobs? No, 100%. I'm no, a better mum for it. Yeah. No. I mean, you would know that, like just from taking yeah. on even just like a little snippet of, you know, maybe what um, someone else does. It's just it's a big load that you just feel like really overwhelmed by that. I think when I get overwhelmed, I procrastinate so nothing really gets done, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's just it's a lot of help, you know. And in my second salon, I've got a, um, a, a business um, partner. So yeah. she manage, she's not a hairdresser, so she manages um or the client facing side you know yeah. and then anything employment and team and culture and um uh, all the sort of rest of that stuff I, I manage um I've never really been good in client facing even though I'm a hairdresser I've been doing it for a long time like I can even though I can chat a lot like I'm like yeah. you know like I'm Italian I'm like that yeah and my hair <laughs> um but in terms of like yeah meeting new people and like I get really nervous and be anxious yeah. so yeah are you on the floor at all I am so um obviously pre-lockdown I was doing yeah. Wednesdays at Kaya and doing yeah. eight to eight on a yeah. Wednesday and then just cutting and then um on Saturdays at Kin just cutting eight to four on a Saturday yeah um but fun fact post lockdown yeah. I will be back on the floor coloring and cutting yeah um and doing all the things yes um I mean I haven't just to give you context I haven't put in a foil someone's head in about like I don't know maybe four years yeah um and That's um a very overwhelming thing to yeah I mean it's all about it's always it's all also very exciting like I was yeah, here today and um yeah. Dylan and Dylan was teaching me how to do it um yeah. a full head of foils and his technique and we zoomed it team were having a laugh because now all of a sudden I'm in that seat of like someone teaching me how to do something I I mean you got to think like I've missed all that you know um that big color moment you know big I mean colors change. have been having a moment for a uh, long time right but like yeah but big, it's you know, really shifted really shifted like yeah. the big sectioning patterns or like you know detail work and all that and like yeah I mean I feel like I'm part of that generation maybe same as you like I've I was putting I was doing perms I was doing streaking caps and then all of a sudden we're doing foreheads of foils as well like I feel like I've sort of covered a big part of you know the last 20 years and then all of a sudden I'm like okay back to it you know yeah (laughs) Um, well yeah it'll be fun that's business though isn't it I know yeah, like I, yeah, like it's taken me, I think I've been on a two year journey to try and get off the floor. Um, yeah. It's so hard. And like, as soon as I finally think I'm out of it, I get pulled back in from something, you yeah. know, like someone leaving or, you know, something like this happening. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm not going back. There's no going back now. But then I'm also <laughs> like, well, but then, yeah, we just shut down for seven days and I'm like, well, I have to, like, I can't, I can't think yeah. like, I have to do what I have to do. Otherwise, you know, if there's nothing left then it doesn't work, but yeah, that's, it's yeah. overwhelming though, isn't it? To try and think about running the salon and being on the floor full time. And I think that's the important thing like um, salon owners, I think you need to work towards getting off the floor at some point or in some way, because you can't run a successful, you know, 
um, salon when you're doing yeah. hair all the time? It just doesn't yeah, work, I think, does it? Well, oh, you do? I don't know. I, I mean, I said to, like, I've been off the floor for a long time. Like, as yeah. soon as I had Clara, that was four years ago. Um, I had a really big, like, long return leave yeah. period. So, like, I was probably off the floor for a good six to eight months. And then yeah. I sort of started to, like, dribble back a little bit. Yeah. I I joke that, like, the salon went so much better without, without me being, the, yeah, without mm-hmm. me. But I'm just not sure how sustainable that is. Yeah. I think there was always going to come a point where I was going to come back. Yeah. I also even think, like, post-lockdown, you know, when I do get back on the floor, I can't do that for a long period of time. I think if you set yourself up for like a period, like I said to my coordinator, like put me on till Christmas yep. for three days and I'll do yeah, one day at Kaya and then three days yeah. at Kin. Yep. And I said, when I'm on the floor working as a stylist, that's not me being a leader. Like you are the leader. Yeah. I think there's this thing that you have to distinguish your roles. You have to mm. go like, okay, today I'm just in a huddle a like everyone else. Yeah. I'm a stylist. That's yes. it. I don't come to me because like, you know, um don't ask for you know, leave. You're, yeah, don't ask for that, like all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. that's definitely I think the biggest thing yeah. um going back or I will um instill in the team because just yeah. like I you know, but you you also have to act like it. You know, I can't be giving special privileges because like I don't know, I think if you it is really hard because like I know there's gonna be salon owners in my in, <laughs> like in the background going like but you're the owner, like what is the difference? Yeah, because you know? but like, I know what you're gonna say, and I I'm I'm exactly the same. Like you're a part of the team yeah. one of them. You're in it together. Yeah, you can't like the boss coming in and doing whatever you want. You've got to be yeah. there doing what they're doing. I I'm like that. I think like that. Yeah. I definitely and I think, think like, like I don't think um, you know, I'm gonna have to ask for their help a lot. You know, yeah. like I'm gonna have to be like you know, what toner do I use here? What regrowth do I do there? Like all that sort of stuff. That's wow. not going to come very easily to me. Yeah. So like, um, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be one of these things where I'm just like, I'm going to have to ask for their help. So they're going to have to have patience for me. Mm. So I don't think it's fair that I'm at the, at the back snacking or checking my phone when my client's waiting out here and they're, you know, checking my toner or they're deciding on a formula for me. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's fair. I think you have to, you know, um, you have to give the respect that you that you demand in a sense, yeah, you know, you're or so that, right. you, that you yeah. expect. Yeah, so, that's um, a really good point. Yeah. I need to take that on actually. That's really good. <laughs> I'm shocking yeah. with my fo- I'm shocking with my phone, and I'll be like, I'm just responding to an email, or I'm just you know, yeah. And they see Saying me, and I'll really be like, important. oh, yeah. I feel shit when they see me doing it because I know that I am doing something that is work related, but yeah. I also know yeah. that it could wait. And that I'm supposed to be yeah. a stylist right now and I should be yeah. focusing on that and letting the email wait. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. You're right. We do need to. I think, I think, yeah, I think there's also like a level of, you know, give. I'm expecting, you know, say Briley at the desk to be, you know, the full leader and to take on all that responsibility and to manage all the clients that are coming through, the phone calls, all that sort of stuff, you know, and not involve me at all and take all that initiative on board. Mm. And, um, you know, all the expectation on board, then I can't, you know, really be like, you know, taking a back seat in that sense. I have to be on the floor. I have to be proactive, yeah. um, you know, but like, that's just the way I think. And, you know, it's, it's going to be different in every everyone, Exactly. Every, Everyone's different and everyone has a different goal and different, you know, way that they want to do things, things they enjoy and things they don't enjoy as well. Like I think some salon owners want to be on the floor forever because they just love it. Like yeah, they don't they love the it. 
they don't love the business side so much. They like to be on the floor. They want to be doing the work. Yes. Whereas other yes, people you know, just want like me, I'm just like, I love it, but I just have so many ideas that I need to be free to like keep moving forward. So I feel quite yes. trapped if I'm doing too much hair. I'll get really yes. overwhelmed because I'll be like, oh, but I've got all these ideas. And they're yes. always about how yes. I can, you know, make the salon better or look after the teams. Mm-hmm. If I don't have time to do them, then I will not really do anything well. You're splitting your energy then, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, I'll put 20% in there and I'll put, you know, 30% in there yeah. and then 50% in being a mom and like no one really gets the best of you no you know what I mean but and that's why I think something always has to give yeah you know whether it's like I know that when I come back to the kin post boss down I'll um you know I'll be here three days but I actually live an hour and a half away from <gasps> kin you and don't. so like I'll have to yeah so oh, I'll have gosh. to come here sleep two nights at my mum's who's quite close and yeah. then I'll go back so that's three days away from uh-huh. my kids and that's why I think it's not sustainable to be doing this yeah. for a long time, you know? Yeah. Um, and I said to my husband, you know, this is going to be hard. For, and I think it's the acceptance of that. Like, it's going to be hard for a long time, yeah. you know? Like, you know, say it's two months or till Christmas, like, it's going to be rough and we need to be okay with that. And so, like, quiet, that's, yeah. I think, yeah. And that's where I think, yeah, that's where I have to say, be kind to yourself. We're, we're doing this, you know, for the, the long game, you know? Oh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. Like, oh, that's going to be so hard. <laughs> it's good to hear that, though, because that is reality. Like, that is what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes, yeah. isn't it? And it's like people, yeah. it's good for people to hear that. Like, you're going to make that massive sacrifice to keep your business going and to keep, um, you know, being able to provide people with jobs. So it's a huge responsibility and a massive sacrifice. So... Good luck. Yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> I'll take those words. <laughs> um, no, but it's My words are important. Like, I think a lot of, I think sometimes, like, even as women, we sort of play down, you know, like our achievements or we play yeah. down, like, what we have to do because we do things so automatic, you know, like, I think I do. I just get on with it. We had some resign in this period. Um, it's a big, like, setback, but, like, you know what? Like, let's move forward. Like, I wish her the best. And then we just need to focus on us now. Like what we do, what do we need to do moving forward to, to keep it going, you know? You've got such a um, good mindset. Who do you think taught you that? Where do you think that came from? What's the option really? Yeah. Like, what's the option? I mean, yeah. I definitely have moments where I'm like, like just a bit of self-pity. I'm yeah. not sure how many people see those moments. Maybe it's like a people pleaser in me. Like I don't want to burden anyone with my stuff. I mean, also the middle child. <laughs> middle yeah middle yeah. I'm the middle <laughs> I'm the middle I think we have a, like a few because like I think you're 35 I'm I'm also I'm 34 yeah. I'm middle child as well yeah. um yeah yeah so yeah there's something about being the middle child I don't know what it is yeah well I think there's this element of like you know I've got two brothers as well so like yeah. you know there's also this element especially in the Italian culture like you know, we have this running joke that my brother's the golden child. So there's this thing of maybe there's less attention towards them. So we just have to <laughs> tread our own path. No one else is going to give a shit. So I have to do it, you know, for Doing myself. What want. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's just like that. It's just like, you know what? I just got to get on with it. I, I never I never thought I had a good mindset because I get quite anxious. I always think like there's this element of like fixing or I have to heal or, you know, everyone's on that path of healing and like, yeah. 
I mean, I don't have childhood traumas. Like, I had a really good, you know, upbringing, you know, yeah. very quite normal, good enough, like that sort of thing. Um, but it's interesting when you get to a point where you've, um, there's that sense of adversity, whether you've had to overcome, like, well, before we moved to Kin, I had a, um, it was called S81 hair, we were in a shopping centre. And, um, and your fa- was big, that your family salon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was my dad for a long yeah. time. And yeah. um, when I brought it over to Kin, well, I took over S81 and then I brought it to Penrith and then we called it Salon Kin. But um, uh, before I had my son, actually, I was doing lots of editorial work, lots of assisting and then do like go on set and then, you know, assist like big names, you know, like, and mm-hmm. just, and just do that basically like every couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. you know, block out four weeks to do fashion week and all that. And yes, like the currency was my skill level that increased, but my bank account was just like yeah. plummeting, um, you know, so there was this sense of like, oh, I have to pick myself up. And I think that, I think there's this level of, I know I talk about advantage university. I mean, I'm not going to say that it was rock bottom because it wasn't. I was able to just, you know, keep moving. I worked seven days a week for a full year just to get myself back up there. And then, you know, it sort of leveled out and I was able to continue doing a bit of creative work. There is a level of sacrifice and I think that's where, you, where it comes from. You go, well, what's the option? I'm not going to lose this business. Mm-hmm. and then right. I, I didn't have kids by that time so I, it was just me and my husband my dad had given to me am I going to throw away really 30 years of business but well, I was definitely the main breadwinner in that sense because my husband was going through a plumbing apprenticeship at the age of 35 like mm-hmm. you know wow. he was just like you know so he's eight years older than me so he was just like well you know he on apprentice wages he couldn't you know um do all the things pay yeah. our mortgage and provide and all that um you know so so you're saying that you were doing like a lot of um you know like competition creative work and that that's when the sort of the business sort of slipped a little bit and you had to sort of change your mindset and start focusing on the business and sort of like sacrifice that creative sort of side is that yeah definitely like I well the way editorial works so you you obviously you go to an agency and Mm. then you get put on their assistant list and then they call you for big shoots, whether it's like a Peter Alexander shoot or um, mm. Vogue editorial or whatever. But it's so last minute that mm. they might call you at five o'clock on a Wednesday and the shoots on Thursday. Yeah. And so I would go, yes, I'll just say yes to everything. Yeah. And then I'd be cancelling full columns of clients mm-hmm. for the next day so I could go on this shoot. And then, yeah, collectively, your clients are going to get sick of hearing that. Yeah. And obviously, you know that it's just, you're, you're just in it for you. And not about the service for them. And so they're obviously going to go somewhere else. Um, yeah. Or they'll, they'll stick with you, but not really like love it. No. Um, and over time, you don't see it straight away. I didn't see it straight away. But like over time, you sort of see this like this, yeah, just like slow decline mm. in um, in revenue. You yeah. know, it's not so much clients. You don't really see it because you're constantly busy, but like a decline in revenue because you're taking all this time off. I had to obviously sacrifice that for a good year before I or or just do it on the you know on the off day that I had Mm. um and then I started getting back into a bit more industry creative stuff I started doing more shoots and um shooting for HFAs and hair expo and at that point I got a couple of trophies which is awesome um and I think my direction has sort of changed now like more leadership I've got a little bit more uh, I've got a bit more of a responsibility and a duty of care to my team um and my family you know no can't can't spend 30 grand on a photo shoot anymore 
I know. Um, you know, a bit like you, like I love creating a bit of content. Love I love content. It, you know. yeah. yeah you're content. so good you know, at it. You're, I, well, I, think, I think I've listened to a podcast you did before and I heard that you don't, like obviously and you've said it uh, earlier that you don't actually run the Salon Kin page or the Salon Kaya. But I very much think that they all kind of connect and like I think your feed is very similar to them. So obviously... Because it's your brand. Oh, oh, that's that's giving me a massive compliment and probably like <laughs> I wouldn't say insulting, yeah. but my marketing manager it gives me a lot of advice. Yeah. <laughs> like my personal my personal feed consultant. Oh well that's so good. Like, I think you know, your personal yeah, your feed's really good. That's one thing like I've always focused on the salon one and I'm just totally winging it, but I just have a lot of passion for it. Um, but I've never really done the perk. Like I've never felt comfortable in doing like the, per- the whole personal brand thing, which I think is a lot harder to do that, isn't it? It's a lot harder to put yourself yeah. out there. It's like sharing photos of yourself. Like it's, it's hard. It's so hard. And you do that yeah. really well and you write really well. And yeah, I think you do a great, oh, great job with it. It's, yeah. It's so funny actually, because like I, I said to Katie, like, this is probably a couple of, maybe a year and a half ago. I yeah. said to her, like, I think I want to, like, really focus on, like, building something for myself. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what for. Like, I'm not going to, like, what am I going to do? Like, how do I monetize it if I was to go down that route? And then I think I realized, like, quite early on that I was, like, right, this is not, um, it's not for me in a sense. But, like, I just realized how often people would, um, contact me um, or want to know about me because I own a salon and maybe they wanted to work for me yeah. and they wanted to just get curious to see who, if they were to apply, who would they work for? Yeah. It wasn't so much, a, and it just sort of, because I had a couple of questions just through my DMs about the way my business is run or the, you know, the marketing or because, you know, Katie does so well in the marketing and the feed and all that that they they would just be curious so they just ask questions I'm always so happy to share I don't you know mm. but I sort of started seeing a pattern and I was like okay cool maybe that's what people want to hear from me so I started adding some businessy stuff in there I think I've just gotten a bit carried away with my kids maybe a couple of cute filters here and there I think um if it helps um build my team or helps people you know nudge people over the line to you know apply to work at Kin or Kaya then you know that's what it's for I suppose you know no I think that's a really good idea it really it's it's like your your business card really isn't it it's like your business card it's it's your reputation it's your reputation yeah it's your reputation it's so people know what you're about so exactly what you said so that they want to come and work for you I definitely think that um it gets people over the line I I know that for sure because you know through blush girl everyone that comes to us is like, oh, I've been following you for a while. And they're always the right people, the people that come through yeah. our socials. Because they get they're a, always yeah. connected. Like they're always the right people. So I think that's that's why we do it. It's really important. Yeah, 100%. It's so powerful. And, you know, like that's when you know marketing works, when you are attracting your client or your yeah. type of person, yeah. you know, your, um, your avatar. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's a dream. You yeah. Know? It's good, it good is. to get to that point. Because obviously I, I love content creation and I love using um social media and that opportunity to build our brand but I did have a stage where it really caused a lot of issues in our salon because I had 10 people running around really 
focused on taking photos. Um, we're not focusing on the work. We're more worried about getting a photo. What do you do? You have any sort of boundaries like with the Are you happy for your team to just take photos as they as they want to, or like how do you sort of have a you know control over it in some way? Well, like I think you know, Katie sort of. Um, I mean, she's the one obviously um, planning the content. So like when you know it's sort of dwindling we sort of you know we amp it up a little bit but we never we're always just obviously asking the client in the chair we don't have um a big we have a system in terms of like the client experience like we obviously ask the client in the chair or we're always asking permission and then when we get to um you know the front desk there's always that thing where they just i think it's really important that they check out first they do all the things first and then they go outside and then they because we obviously we, we have to go outside with our yeah. shot because we do it yeah. in the you know then we yeah, do it in sort of the doorway ish yeah 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 and natural light and um you know that way there's that that level of they feel beautiful they're just taking the photo natural light if it's great um i mean we're really honest with them as well like if the light's not great if it's, you know a bit funny on the um you know because there's sometimes you know where the cars will go past the signage will yeah. create a really oh, bad yeah. reflection yeah um you know and so we're really honest with them they're just like oh maybe next time or then we'll ask them to come in if they feel comfortable enough get a free blow dry and then we'll do better content at the you know the optimal part of the day yeah um but there are some of our team that don't get photos at all of their work mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things they just don't feel like they're they're busy day in day out Mm-hmm. to that be is, honest they don't need content no, no. <laughs> like, you know, and we don't need, need as much content as we think that's my whole point yeah. it's like we don't need that yeah. much content I don't know it's just one of those things like I just don't think that you it's know not- if they're busy and they're like I think it's just a bit of this level of engagement like you just yeah. need to be like on it and engaging the client and doing all the things but not losing them on the algorithm train I don't know I just think there's this thing where this anxiety inducing that we need to get the content then put on the socials I just don't think it works like that much anymore because we can put a story together and post that and be just as engaging than you know posting all the beautiful um the beautiful hair I, I fully agree with you I've left definitely a lot more um you know reliance on my team or like I've let them navigate that a little yeah. bit more themselves because there's a lot of pressure to do the hair they got to take the photo and they got to like get a good photo yeah um and then maybe their client's waiting and then you know the client's watching them take the photo because it's yeah. very like obvious oh, right? that's so weird to me. like I'm like that's yeah. someone who's waiting for you and you're doing a photo shoot these are all the thoughts I, I've you know sort of went through it's like how does that person feel? Not only are they waiting, but why why aren't we taking a photo of them? Like, you know, there's this whole mm. thing about yeah. it. I just think we need to be careful and more thoughtful about it. Definitely come up in conversation in team meetings for us Yeah. to say, you know, like, what are we, um, you know, like, how are we doing it? What the client's thinking at the time? You know, yeah. what do they want from the experience? And this is what Katie does really well also. She manages the client experience. So basically going from, when they walk in the door, even, you know, when they're booking the appointment, when they, how are they feeling? What's the moment? How do they, you know, how do we manage this? What's best for that part of the service? You know, all, all this stuff. And so 
photo taking is definitely a big element of that and we've spoken about that a lot so I just don't think we can please all the people all the time um you know we just do what we can and then you know get the shot and then if we can't we organize content we do with these content days there's definitely you know more stylists that are up for that than others and that's okay do those stylists get um I suppose more exposure on our feed than others 100% they do um it, it just happens that way definitely one of those things where we can offer better management around it but I think we do our best yeah no it's just I think it's going to be an ongoing thing I think as the platforms continue to evolve and change yeah like you said it's just it's so it's we don't have to constantly be posting anymore because I just don't think people are they're not scrolling as much anymore they're more just going to go to the page that they like you know so yeah I think we can probably take the pressure off ourselves a little bit I did want to ask so can I just clarify in your like management team that you said it before for other salon owners just to realize like how much um you know people you have in all those roles to be able to run salons like yours um so you have someone in like social media manager yeah so she's marketing so she's across like you know she does facebook ads she does all communications she you know does email all the email marketing as well so she's basically across yeah all the marketing and social platforms yeah do you have a receptionist as well or is that your yeah 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 so i've got a coordinator as well it's riley she does all daily huddles and she manages day-to-day tasks she's also the first point of contact when someone's not well um and yeah day-to-day managing clients as well so yeah. she'll you know move the book around if they need to um you know reschedule clients come she comes in earlier um yeah. of a day just to see that the you know the guys have their books you know 100 percent productivity yeah so good and then is that it so you just have the two sort of managers. I have and and then I have a team a team well what what I say is team in education so she also manages bridal bookings which is Sarah mm-hmm. she does bridal bookings and then she does um education she's actually a taste teacher so yeah. she um is like a um I don't know what you you guys have taste yeah okay yeah yeah. So she's so she's a tape teacher. She's been a tape teacher for a long time. So very lucky to have her. We've got four apprentices here that pick her brain all the time about what they need to do, what they need to submit, and all that. So she looks after obviously all the education in the team. So we're going to expand a little bit into um, a bit more external education, but mainly internal education and what that looks like for us. So mm. training apprentices, managing um, educators. Um, you know, managing all the feedback forms. So we get feedback from our educators as well as our um, emerging team when they do training sessions. Yeah. Um, she just identifies the learning gaps and um, tries to fill, fill all those as well. Yeah. Um, she's pretty amazing. Love the spreadsheet. So good. I, um, I was just, like, I just caught you saying that you are going to focus on internal education, which I think that was one of my other questions. I'm almost done. There's a couple more questions. Um, but I think, yeah, it's yeah, such a big thing in our industry. And, like, I just think, I think because of the internet, everybody's sort of talking about it and thinking about it. And obviously there's lots of external um, education going around, which I think is amazing. But I'm, I've thought about that and then I, I keep kind of, also coming back to the how do we do education in our salon better um and I think that's a big thing that's a big thing for every salon owner we're trying to figure out how do we find time to train junior staff like that is I think that's probably one of my biggest challenges I just never feel like I have 
enough to give to the juniors who just obviously want so much and it's so important like to get the next generation going and it's so important so yeah I've been thinking about how can we do education in salon better um and you just mentioned that that's something you're working on as well how do you do it right now like how many days like do you have a day do you do it out of hours like how do you train your juniors now so we do every fortnight on a Tuesday morning yeah. I um, outsource it to my internal team. So, like, there's um, three people at the moment that are on the kin education team. So, there's Megan, who's actually um, from Kaya. She works at Kaya. Um, yeah. Dylan and then um, Nadine. So, they will alternate every fortnight. Um, yeah. And then they will obviously play to their strengths. So, um, Dylan is an incredible... Um, sectioner and a foiler and he's very good at detailed work so he'll focus on that so when that Tuesday comes around for him to educate the emerging team the emerging team will bring in a model based on what he um, will deliver in that session yeah and then obviously Meg she's incredibly trained and lives in um, balayage colour with like that beautiful money piece and face frame so a lot of hers will be um, just lots of effortless colour and balayage and then um, Nay she's an incredible cutter She's actually an 11 educator, so she's strong styling skills, strong strong cutter as well. So um, she definitely um, colours very well. She's a master at scalp bleachers. So whatever the guys basically, they'll just sort of, the emerging team will sort of pick the brains and go, okay, cool, who's educating this day? And then they'll communicate with each other based on what they want to see or what they want to do or what they need to um, to, to fill that, that training gap with themselves. Yeah. Um, so that will happen every fortnight on a Tuesday. We also have Chloe. She's um, a master cutter and incredibly well-trained. Um, she's gone through the Tony and Guy system. So she's our part-time cutter on a, on a Saturday. And she takes the, 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 team, the emerging team through cutting on a Thursday morning for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. They get really well-trained there as well. And then I'll take them just through um, a blow-dry training on an hour every um, fortnight on a Friday. Yeah. So every fortnight, they're probably looking at about like three, four, five, say six hours of training. So yeah, three three hours a week on average. Yeah. Um, and, and so half of it's paid and half of it isn't. They come in on Tuesdays on their day off um, mm-hmm. and it's unpaid. And then they come in, obviously they, they do all the rest on the cutting with quality on a um, Thursday and then me on a Friday, it's all paid. And there's lots of, I think controversy around this about, you know, paying them, not paying them. I always keep it optional. I always keep it open and say, this is what I, um, you know, this is what I provide. This is what I can offer. It's on the calendar. It's on the schedule. Whether you show up or not is totally on you. As soon as they see if they don't, um, if they don't come or they don't, you know, feel like maybe they're on it or they feel like they need an extra they slowly, I think, see themselves start to, um, I'm not going to say decline, but, you know, know that they need to amp it up, you know? Yeah, they lose the momentum. Yes, 100%. And there's big chats around. I think apprentices and people, you know, people coming into the industry are a lot more savvier than, um, you know, than way back when. I think they are looking for salons that train internally. I think they are looking for salons who do pay attention to them and that's that. You, know, you can name that selfish or not, but like they are looking out for themselves because they know what they want on their journey. I think it's really important 
to um, to know what they want. I mean, even um, had a senior join um, just a couple of, probably about five weeks before lockdown. And um, she joined, she's been hairdressing 15 years. And she mm-hmm. came to me um, and she said, oh, you know, I wanted to join your team. And she was shadowing for four or five weeks before, and then lockdown happened. So she, ha- she hasn't had a full day of clients. She's been oh. shadowing for that long because there is an element of retraining her. Um, and she came, yes, she saw the opportunity to come to a salon, but she also said, I know you guys do a lot of training. Mm-hmm. So I really want to join that. I, I want to amp up my skill. You know, gone are the days where I'm like going through autopilot, just doing the clients day in, day out. I want to offer my clients something different. I want to amp up my skill. You know, um, I'm here for the long game. And I, I think that's beautiful. And I think if you, if people are looking at your salon and you are offering that, I think you are going to attract the people who want to come to training. So, you know, whether you pay them or not, whether, whatever you offer, um, you know, it's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. So even through lockdown, like, you know, we're offering all this training. There's lots of free training the companies are offering, which is beautiful. Um, and you do you do see the um, the yeah. stylists that are more into it and they are committed and stylists that do, do want to rest and whatever yeah. they choose Whatever okay. you want. I know. Yeah. That's what I feel. I always say to my team, I'm like, I'm the same as you. Like, we've got this option to go to this education, but I don't care. Like, whatever's going to make you happy, like, if having a day off is best for you, then please don't come. Like, because I remember what it was like, you know, you have to go to all these trainings. I would be so pissed off. By the time I got to work, I would be like, no, I'm not happy. I'm not inspired. I'm pissed yeah. off. I missed out my, on my day off. So I'm really conscious of yeah. like how I felt. So I always think about that. But yeah. I think that's right. We just have to offer it. And then, you know, the people who want to get something out of it, they will. And the people that don't, yeah. they might miss out, but they got their day off. And maybe that's what's going to make them better. Who knows? Yeah, and I think also, like, if they're, you know, um, whether they go to the training or not, like, obviously, yes, it's up to them, but, like, they can't expect anything more out of their career. No. You know, like, I know, you know, someone like Nay, she's been with me, she be 11 years this year, and she has just, as soon as she started saying yes to opportunity, you just see, like, this elevation yeah. of, like, oh, yes. you know, and she, you know, she was nervous as hell, like just trying to, you know, you know, do the video to be on an 11 educator, you know, like it's that sort of like force that you need to put yourself through to go, I can do this. And now look at her, like she's creating really beautiful um, content, she's, yeah. you know, doing really beautiful yeah. hair and, you know, like, and I just think that I love seeing that so beautiful, but she's also put the work in to get there. Exactly. Someone who doesn't put the work in can't look at her and go, she's so lucky. Not lucky, babe. She worked she really hard. Work in her own time or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Got a lot of stuff for free, but you don't and you don't get paid for it. But like the currency is different. It's different. You know, maybe you learn a couple of lessons. Maybe you um, meet people. You know, you, you level up. Yeah. You meet people. You network. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. It was so nice to talk. Thank you. Yeah, everything you do is like. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. And I, I wish you the you best, know, the next, well, the year, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll look forward to hearing how you go on the floor full time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we'll probably document. Thank you so Bye. much, babe. Take Bye. care. All the best, honey. Bye. Take care.
So I decided that for our new direction in our stylist talk that my final question would be, what are you hoping to achieve in your time as a salon owner? What's your bigger purpose, your long-term vision that keeps you showing up and stops you from giving in? And Maria kindly has written me her answer, which is so beautiful. So I got a little bit nervous and didn't get to ask her during our um, podcast session. So I'm just going to read it out for her today. This is from Maria. I'm always thinking long game. What does kin or even bigger the industry need? It needs consistent generations of highly skilled hairdressers. So for me to be able to fill my cup and offer service so I have purpose is showing up for my team, supporting my team, senior stylists and emerging team, and also offering value to fellow salon owners and stylists. That's what it looks like when what I have to give is valued. And this sounds so selfish, but purpose is key. It's what keeps me waking up and showing up and giving to others. And that's what we need more of, service to others. Whether that's whether that looks like setting an example of what a salon team leader looks like by sharing some of the things I do with my team or being transparent in my approach to leadership and how I've had best results and team retention or sharing the knowledge I've gained through education I pursued. It all counts to the greater cause of building a strong and future-proof industry.